Good morning, Pensacola. Andrew McKay and the Pensacola Morning News starts right now. people that come to Florida, uh, they tell me, you know, you guys actually want us to succeed in Florida. And they feel like when they're in California, they don't want Disney's business telling? to succeed that what and all that saying, stuff. the Tampa Bay Rays? Well, actually, yeah. I think that's an interesting point with Disney saying? because uh, I had Disney open during COVID and we made them a fortune and we saved a lot of jobs. You had Disney closed inexplicably for over a year. You were not following that. science. You were a lockdown governor. You did a lot of damage to your people. Oh. You had more kids locked out of school for a longer period of time in California than anywhere else in the country. It was the working class kids. It was the middle income kids. His kids were in private school. They were in class we'll in get, person. Oh, he brought the kids into it. <laughs> but then again, then again, if you're going to, you know, bring on records, then let's bring on records. So um, the food fight last night, I don't know what you want. Debate is debate's a bit generous, um, at least in, in, in my sense of what a debate is. I, I'll say a couple of things about that. I don't know if you listened to it here on News Radio or if you watched it on Fox News last night, but Governor Newsom, California, and Governor DeSantis of Florida um, having this um, hour and a half long yelling match. It, it was, you know, it was the view with bros. It, <laughs> I mean, it's, it was like they couldn't stop talking over each other and interrupting each other and not in like an entertaining way, just in kind of an obnoxious way that made it half the time honestly just hard to listen to uh, so for formatics and for you know a hand of the kids oh i don't want to be the the you know the lunch monitor or the hall pass monitor what i forget what analogy he kept using you know i, I don't want to be the the crossing guard or this the lunch lady or, i mean i don't know now all i can think about is uh sean hannity as a lunch lady anyway um you know more mashed potatoes so um <laughs> it, he he didn't want to interfere but there's a reason you have debate rules. You know, there's a reason that you do that is because it's actually more interesting when people are kind of forced to follow the rules a little bit and talk and then let the other person talk and then let the other person talk instead of just continually interrupting. You're a liar. You're a liar. You're a bully. You're a bully. I mean, you know, which is, I mean, honestly, you think I'm joking if you didn't listen, but. And we made sure again, that you can Relax. I can handle it. I'm used to bully. You're nothing but a bully. You're a bully. I understand that intimidating and humiliating people that's your calling Why card you- you're, <laughs> you're a bully you're a bully you intimidate people yeah you intimidate people you kill people with covid no you kill people with covid um it just that, <laughs> that was kind of the tone now in terms of substance also not that great um <laughs> so there the, the the thing about this debate is it was um set up for failure and i think there's two reasons for this uh, reason number 1 is because the the format just wasn't really, you know, well orchestrated. Um, reason number two is because Gavin Newsom made a classic blunder. You know, obviously the greatest of which is you don't go into land war in, in Asia. But the, the second uh, classic blunder is 
don't let Nikki Freed do your debate prep. And no kidding, the the prominent losing Democrats in Florida who have not been able to make a dent in in Governor DeSantis um, and lost horrifically to him in every various form that they tried. Um, I mean, I, I know Nikki Freed lost to Charlie Crist, and then he lost to Governor DeSantis, which is sort of worse. Anyway, <laughs> um, they were doing the debate prep for him. And I don't know if they don't know what a fact is. I don't know if they just lied to him. I don't know if they thought that nobody would know the difference. But it was a repeated pattern that Hannity would put up some kind of a fact up on the screen. You know, over the last several years, you've had net out migration from California to Florida, a fact that everybody knows is true. And then Newsom would be like, no, it ain't. That ain't true. We've we've had more people move in to California from Florida than have moved out from California to Florida. And everybody watching would be like, Wait, what now? You're no, <laughs> that's just false. And I mean, like the LA Times literally just came out with an article on that the other day, and everybody knows that's false. And yet he's sitting there saying, Oh, no, 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 more people have moved to fact check me. <laughs> so I did. And yeah, he's just completely wrong. He wouldn't answer these questions about, like, why would people be leaving California for Florida, which is also part of the reason this debate, I think, was not as good as it could be because, I mean, Hannity clearly set this up as a softball for Ron DeSantis, right? I mean, unemployment is lower in Florida than it is in California. Why is that, Ron? Uh, It's because we're awesome. Why is that, Gavin? That's not even true! You know, gas prices in Florida are way lower than they are in California. Ron, what does that that say to you? Uh, Because Florida's awesome and I'm a good governor. Gavin, what does that say to you? It's all a lie. The gas companies are taking advantage of us. It's not our fault. California's awesome. I mean, seriously, if you watch the debate, I'm not exaggerating. I mean, I'm exaggerating for a fact, but I'm not changing the basic things that got said. And the, the out-migration from California, you know, Ron, what do you think that says uh, about your policies? Well, you know, it says that uh, we're awesome. And, uh, you know, what, Gavin, what do you think? I'm not answering that question. I'm denying that that question is true. I, no, false facts, fake news. That's... And that was kind of the tone for a lot of it. So as an exercise in entertainment, eh, I mean, you know, yeah, eh. Um, as an ad for Governor DeSantis, I think, okay, because maybe people tuned in out of the, you know, train wreck factor and they heard things about Florida that maybe they hadn't heard before because in watching the national news, I mean, we just, we lied about all the time, like all the time in the national news about what happened, happens in Florida and what happened in Florida during COVID. Like, for example, you know, one of the things that Hannity was explaining was despite dramatically different policies in Florida and in California, the age adjusted mortality rate, because you know, if Florida has a lot more retirees and COVID kills people who are older almost entirely, like that's where it focuses, those are the most vulnerable. It's not really fair to say just straight per capita in Florida, more people died. You have to adjust for what the, you know, what the baseline risk is to the population because the population is older. I mean, that's all just sort of obvious, but, you know, just make sure nobody misses out on this. Um, And so once you age adjust for the, the rates, they're almost identical. 
And Gavin Newsom kept wanting to say, well, Governor, your policy has killed millions of people, which is, or thousands of people, which is false. And DeSantis' response to that is, our policies actually wound up being very comparable, but you locked down your state, killed business and jobs, and hurt children who weren't allowed to go back into the classroom. Meanwhile, in Florida, life went on, and that's why we're doing so well now. That, that story, I know you all know that story. Most people in the country don't know that story. What they still think about Florida is that Florida hated science, hated science, we kept everything open, and half the state died in the street. Like, that's their picture of Florida during COVID. So to that degree, getting that message out is actually maybe useful both for DeSantis and just generally for people knowing the truth about Florida during COVID. Tens of thousands of people Don't unnecessarily lie about died. It. He put the graphic Tens up there. Don't lie about it. Necessarily you don't need to lie about it. Because your policies. Just understand. You're lying you don't about need to lie record. about it. No, it's not. You were a lockdown governor. No, you not. locked, you locked down your beaches, thought. bars, and restaurants. That's just a fact. He's running away from his record. He's running away from the fact. Tens of thousands of people died you unnecessarily saw the, the, you saw the CDC because he number. caved to the 29% higher death rate in the state of Florida versus the state of California. Okay, quick Tens response, Governor. So you showed show the, the stats. Back. The stats are very clear. One at a time. Uh, on a per capita age-adjusted basis, California and Florida basically the same. Now, why is that important? Because Gavin Newsom did huge damage to people in California. He ruined livelihoods. We reopened the, the, the state very quickly. We saved thousands of jobs. We saved hundreds of th- hundreds of thousands of jobs, thousands of businesses. We had our kids in school. He had the kids locked out of school because of the teachers' union. That is having a generational impact. California has one of the lowest literacy rates in the country. In the most recent NAEP exam, Florida came in number three for fourth grade reading. California was far, far behind. So you should apologize for not getting your kids in school. Why didn't you get the kids in school in the summer of 2020 like we did? And why did you send your kids to a private school that were allowed to attend? Why did you go during COVID to the uh, the super high-end restaurant that everybody saw you photographed in? I mean, you know, these are fair questions. So the problem is that those aren't the sound bites. That's 70 seconds long. There's no chance that um, most you know, the nightly shows or anybody else is going to play a 70-second long clip of Governor Santos explaining how things were different in, in Florida during COVID. What they're going to play, what they're going to play is stuff like this. I think it's a question some people are probably asking. I know Nikki Haley's campaign is asking, when are you going to drop out and at least give Nikki Haley a shot to take down Donald Trump in this nomination? She laid you out. You're a walking hypocrite. You're a walking hypocrite. What about? That's 14 seconds. That'll make the news. The brevity requirement in television and sadly sometimes radio news is going to cherry pick towards clips that didn't really matter in the debate that had no real substance, but they make for good like the bully clip. You know, it makes for, nah, that's a good, they got together and they debated last night. Instead of having a serious conversation about things like violent crime or about why people are in mass leaving blue states for red states, even still, or what happened during COVID, or why are there four times as many homeless people in California as there are in Florida, and then you only cleaned up San Francisco, where they literally have an app that'll tell you where there's poop on the streets. <laughs> you can't make that up. I mean, it's that bad, right? There's there's really... the thing like that that is kind of amazing you see how almost the whole thing is covered because that is what has happened in one of the previous greatest cities this country's ever had human feces is now a a fact of life except 
when a communist dictator comes to town. Then they cleaned up the streets. They lined the streets with Chinese flags. They didn't put American flags there. They cleaned everything up. So they're willing to do it for a communist dictator, but they're not willing to do it for their own people. I want to get in with the limited time we have left. I want to get the two very important issues we have. It's not nonsense. Everybody who saw Xi come to the United States saw that San Francisco, which has been a disgusting example of failure to manage both, you know, street cleanliness and also homelessness. All of a sudden, you know, it looked like Beijing on Olympics opening day. You know, whoa, look at this. Who wouldn't want to live here? You know, North Korea, when they invite the visitors in, we clean it up good for you guys in the press. That, you know, everybody's like, why can't they do that most of the time? Well, they did it just for him. I mean, so in terms of who won and who lost, objectively, as a like fact matter, I think that um, uh, Governor DeSantis won. As a style matter, if you're watching this and you're not a DeSantis fan or, you know, you're, a, let's say, a Trump fan or a Haley fan or, you know, Republican primary voter, which I got to imagine is his big goal is who can we gain in that round. I'm not sure that this gained him much, you know. And it just, it wasn't the thing I was hoping for. It did wind up being basically the thing I feared. The just, you know, weird, mean, snide, personal view effect, talk over each other and insult each other. I, uh, I think I, I was I was feeling particularly uncharitable last night after I had to listen to all of this. And I, uh, I wrote on my Facebook page, I said, debate summary, DeSantis, my state is better than yours and you're a poopy face. Newsom, my state is better than yours and I am not a poopy face. You are. At least those are the parts I could understand when they weren't talking over each other. <laughs> I think that's that's not too inaccurate. 523 on News Radio 923, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. Marcus Point Baptist Church invites you to a Christmas celebration for the whole family. The spirit of Christmas has been a Pensacola tradition over the past 30 years. This year, our special guest will be Joe Kennedy, the praying coach. While we're celebrating, your kids will have a blast with our kids' ministry, plus a free meal for the whole family. It's all happening December 10th at 10 a.m. at any of our three campuses in Pensacola, Beulah, and North Pace. For more information, visit PensacolaChurch.org. Pensacola businesses are estimated to lose over $20,000 to cybercrimes this month. I'm Nathan with Data Revolution, and this is your Cybersecurity Tip of the Month. Confirming any change to a financial transaction with a phone call can save time, embarrassment, and especially money when dealing with would-be criminals. Businesses along the Gulf Coast trust Data Revolution for their cybersecurity and communications needs. Visit datarevs.com for more information. Oh, I love this restaurant. Glad we got a table quickly. What what does that sign say? Caution, wet floor. No, right next to it. If you are 60 or older, you may be at increased risk of serious consequences from RSV, respiratory syncytial virus, compared to adults younger than 60. Huh, I didn't know that. Not all dangers come with warning labels. Talk to your pharmacist or doctor about getting vaccinated against RSV today. RSV vaccines, including Pfizer's, are available. Learn more at bewareofrsv.com. Brought to you by Pfizer. Do you struggle with occasional nerve aches in your hands or feet? Try Nervive Nerve Relief from the world's number one nerve care company. Nervive tablets contain alpha-lipoic acid to relieve nerve aches, weakness, and discomfort, plus B-complex vitamins to support healthy nerve function as you age. Live life with less nerve discomfort with Nervive Nerve Relief. Learn more at NerviveHealth.com. And try Nervive Pain Relieving Cream to block nerve pain signals at the source. Use as directed. 
Hi, this is Andrew McKay, and I wish you and your family a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. News Radio 92.3. This definitely rates about a 9.0 on my weird stuff meter Good morning, 526 on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. It's Pensacola Morning News. I uh, uh, get a couple of texts in here. Basically, the uh, consensus is that, yeah, last night was a bleep show, um, both in terms of the app and in terms of the overall debate, which uh, is <laughs> kind of about right. Uh, it is cold. Well, no, sorry. Uh, uh, excuse me. It is not cold today. It is uh, my car thermometer had like 67 coming in. And you know what's amazing to me? I, I lived my whole life in the Midwest until we moved to Phoenix. And then, you know, what happens when you live in a warm climate, a really hot climate like Phoenix or Pensacola, is you forget how to handle. You just don't for, you rem, you forget what's the po- appropriate way to dress for everything. And so here we are, you know, we're three days into cold weather, right? We got like, what, three days of really cold weather, you know, wearing jeans, that kind of stuff. And then I, I look at my phone and I'm like, it's going to be 70, 77 today. And I'm like, so a sweater though, right? Do I also need a jacket? <laughs> Just, I don't know. It's weird, but I know I'm not wrong. Oh, bad weather expected over the weekend. In fact, you know, we've already had the Gulf Breeze uh, reverse parade and also the Navarre parade canceled for tomorrow. Uh, unsure uh, as yet. I haven't seen a notice on the Milton parade. And uh, then Snowball Derby, obviously, running all weekend, weather permitting or when the gaps are allowed and they can drive the track in time. So, uh, obviously, the weather expected over the weekend is going to have a, an effect on stuff. Let's hope, hopefully, especially for Snowball Derby, the uh, the bad weather is over by Sunday morning, and they can get the you know the track dried out and get and get to racing on Saturday afternoon. Five twenty eight. We've got David Wayne in the newsroom with our headlines. David. Israel and Hamas have now ended their seven-day truce. The Israeli military says that uh, they've resumed combat in the Gaza Strip. They claim Hamas violated the truce by firing a rocket toward Israeli territory. Israeli airstrikes have been reported in Gaza City, and drones have been reported over southern Gaza. The uh, new Sandy Hook School in Newtown, Connecticut, had to be locked down after a threat was made against the facility. A lockdown was ordered yesterday after police were made aware of a threat against that school, which, of course, was rebuilt after that shooting in 2012 that claimed the lives of 20 kids and six educators. And uh, a big announcement yesterday from Tim Burton. He posted on Instagram that Beetlejuice 2 has now completed production. Uh, Deadline reports Warner Brothers is looking at a September 2024 release date. I feel like you can't quote Tim Burton without playing creepy music and having Helena Bonham Carter. I know. I just didn't have enough somehow. time. You know, like you you don't wear enough mascara to make this announcement is my feeling here, David. That's accurate. Yeah, that's a very <laughs> accurate assessment. All right. Thanks so much for the update. 529 on News Radio 92.3. If you um, are looking at that next car, or maybe you're not yet, maybe you're kind of like avoiding dealing with the fact that you know your relationship with your car has really gotten to the end point or close to it, and you're just kind of putting it off because you know that looking for a car is a pain, right? I mean, it's unpleasant. Well, okay. This is why you go to Frontier Motors. You say, why would I want to do an unpleasant because although I cannot promise you that going to Frontier is going to make it, like, good, you know, or fun, I mean, you know, it's still, 
annoying to have to buy a new car. Uh, but the difference is it'll be the least unfun it can be, which might sound like a weird way to endorse, but trust me, for those of you who have bought used cars, you know, oh, my God, this process, even new cars, this process. No, you go to Frontier, it's very simple. The cars are all open. You can get in them, sit in them, fiddle with the knobs, do whatever you want to do. Drive two, drive four, drive five. You know, Take a bunch of them around and see what you like. And if they don't have exactly what you want, you can ask them to go find it. Or just, you know, learn what you're thinking about. That way, when time comes or when the right price shows up, you're ready to make a decision. Frontier Motors serving the Pensacola community for more than 25 years behind the big buffalo on Beverly Parkway. Be sure to tell them Andrew McKay's is high. Fox News, I'm C.J. Papa. The war is back on moments before the ceasefire ended. The hostilities resuming. At around 7 a.m. local time, Hamas sent off some rockets to the neighboring villages where we are right now. And that was that. Following that, Israel announced it was resuming strikes, hitting a variety of locations again, trying to go for what is now the temporary headquarters of the Hamas leadership. That is Fox's Greg Palcott in Tel Aviv. The gloves coming off during the red state, blue state debate. On Fox's Hannity, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis. He thinks Biden and Harris have done a great job. He thinks the economy is working because of their policies for Americans, and they are not. California leader Gavin Newsom. I will take Joe Biden at 100 versus Ron DeSantis any day of the week at any age. Fox's Sean Hannity was the moderator. America's listening to Fox News. Good morning, 531 at News Radio 92.3. It is a much warmer day today. Partly cloudy skies and 69 degrees in Pensacola. Florida's Ron DeSantis and California's Gavin Newsom held the big red versus blue state debate last night. Many issues came up, including Florida's book bans. DeSantis held up a book he said was pornography. So this is a book that's in some of the schools in California. Florida, this is not consistent with our standards, called Gender Queer. I, it's, some of it's blacked out. You would not probably be able to put this on air. This is pornography. It's cartoons. It's aimed at children. Uh, Newsom claimed that Florida and other conservative states are using book bans as a, quote, cultural sword. The debate was held last night on Fox News. Of course, we aired it here on News Radio 92.3 as well. Other issues were also brought up. The economy, taxes, gun control, even Disney. Santa Rosa deputies uh, reportedly found dead dogs when they arrived at a Milton home responding to a suicide call recently. According to Channel 3, this happened November 16th at Willow Tree Apartments. 30-year-old Caleb Phillips was arrested and charged with two counts of animal cruelty. Deputies say when they got there, there was a stench of decaying flesh. They saw a door with a towel at the base. When they opened it, they said there were kennels with two dogs decomposing. Phillips remains in jail on $15,000 bond. A new poll from the University of North, Plo- new- North Florida sa- says that Florida voters would pass constitutional amendments that would support recreational marijuana. Support for that is high. <laughs> it's uh, 67% support, uh, only 28% oppose. Uh, this is one of those issues that across the political spectrum and across the, the demographic spectrums, uh, it, it has a lot of support across the state. And that is UNF pollster Michael Bender, who says, in addition, there's also support for an amendment to uh, allow abortion until fetal viability. He says if the measures were to make it on the 2024 ballot, 60 percent of voters would have to support them for it to pass. The Florida Supreme Court has now ruled that Marcy's law cannot be used to shield the identity of police officers who use deadly force. 
The 6-0 decision is a huge win for First Amendment advocates and media companies. A lawsuit was filed after two Tallahassee police officers fatally shot suspects and invoked Marcy's Law to prevent their names from being released. Marcy's Law was put into place as a way for violent crime victims to be protected from information being released that could lead to their location or harassment. The court ruled that the law does not explicitly shield the identities of officers or anybody for, from disclosure. It is 534 News Radio 92.3. Let's get a look at our Channel 3 weather forecast. Warmer and humid weather has arrived here to northwest Florida with low temperatures in the mid to upper 60s the next couple of days and highs will be in the 70s through Sunday. Rain chances are here too. We'll have a decent chance of showers and thunderstorms throughout the day and evening hours here on Friday. Keep an umbrella close by. But the highest chance for rain absolutely has to be overnight into Saturday morning. So that's when you need to be most weather aware. Lingering showers will continue through the day on Saturday and into Sunday. That's your weather forecast. I'm meteorologist Joseph Newbauer here at WEAR News. And- right now 69 degrees in Pensacola, 70 in Gulf Breeze, 62 in Milton. Our next news at 6 and breaking news anytime it happens. I'm David Wayne, News Radio 92.3. Hi, I'm Steve Taylor and as I light my Hanukkah menorah, I'd like to wish everybody a happy Hanukkah. Also, a Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. From all of us at News Radio 92.3. From all of us to all of you, Happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas. News Radio 92.3. Informative, local, dependable. When you were 18, you spent your spring break in Cancun. The party was legendary, and you speak of it often, even though you don't remember half of it. The geeky kid who sat across from you in math class stayed home, practicing calculus. You made fun of her. A lot. That is, until last year, when you owed the IRS a lot of money and called the certified public accountants at Benakis & Associates. And she answered the phone. Who's laughing now? The number crunchers at Benakis & Associates live and breathe accounting and tax preparation. It's practically in their DNA. When you need to know what the heck a Form 656-PPV is, call Benakis & Associates. When you need a QuickBooks Pro Advisor, call Benakis & Associates. When you need someone who practices long division, for fun, call Benakis & Associates, now in the Historic District on 120 South Alconies and online at flacpas.com. Benakis & Associates, leave the numbers to the experts. Hey, this is Cole with Commander Air. Is your home comfort still being subjected to outdated air conditioning technology? The revolutionary Daikin Fit System with its modern compact design will change the way you feel about your heating and cooling system. With its industry-leading 12-year parts and labor warranties, consistent temperatures, energy savings, and an extremely quiet operation that makes your outdoor living space just as perfect as your indoor. As your local Daikin Comfort Pro, Commander Air can take your home comfort to the next level with the industry-changing Daikin Fit System. Commander Air, your local heating and cooling specialist for three generations. Open enrollment for health insurance starts November 1st, and this year, enroll in a Florida Blue plan and get exclusive support from an approved Florida Blue agent. Affiliated Insurance wants to help you find a health plan that's right for you and meets your needs, not theirs. Make enrollment hassle-free this year by calling 850-477-5840 and make that appointment with your local Florida Blue agent today. Policies have limitation health insurance from Blue Cross Blue Shield Florida Incorporated, BBA Florida Blue. Hi, this is David Wayne, and I just want to wish you and your family a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. From all of us to all of you, Merry Christmas. 
Good morning, 538 News Radio 923, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. It's Pensacola Morning News. That music can only mean one thing. It means that we're going to uh, walk this way with Wes Moreno, who we talked to yesterday. He is the. Uh... <laughs> he is county admin. It's just, let's just make sure it's not the pretty key beach mouse, okay? <laughs> uh, he, he is the uh, county administrator in Escambia County. We talked to him yesterday morning, as we typically do on a Thursday. Wes, uh, welcome back to the Pensacola Morning News, sir. Good morning, Andrew. It's great to be here this morning. Good morning. It's good to have you, despite the cold, uh, or maybe because of it. Good to be in the studio. Hey, um, obviously, the, the big story yesterday was the PNJ uh, publishing their uh, narrative about this text messages between Jeff Bergosh and David Bear. And I know, look, the county's involved in a lawsuit with Ramey Edler over this. The county's involved with an FBI investigation uh, over how all of this was handled. You know, I, I get there's a lot of complexity to this. But I also wanted to give you a chance, since you are the county administrator, um, and you know I know you work for them, right? I get that too. But I wanted to give you a chance to comment, if you want, about you know kind of the perception that maybe Commissioner Bergash, according to the text, was like trying to organize a voting block on a voting issue for the county outside of the sunshine or outside of the normal meeting process. And I don't know whether that concerns you or kind of what your perspective is on this. I kind of feel like an open-ended question is, what does Wes want to say about this, if anything? Well, I guess my biggest frustration is I think it's a distraction. I think it's all a distraction to the real work that goes on. I think it's a distraction that overshadows all the good work that goes on in Scammy County. Uh, you know, I, I, there's a lot of things going on or, or involved in this case and involved in um, this incident and, or event or whatever you want to call it. But my biggest frustration is that it's just a distraction. Um, you know, we have all kinds of good work that goes on every day and it doesn't get reported. doesn't get, doesn't get any coverage. And, uh, I guess for right now, that's, that would be my comment. It's, it's just, it's a distraction. It's a frustration, but it is what it is, but we're going to continue to put out good work and we're going to continue to serve the citizens and, do all the good things that we do every day, day in and day out. Well, as you know, one of the things we try to do, or I try to do anyway, is publicize the good news, too. Uh, you know, I don't know that everybody does, but I know that we certainly try to. And one of the good news notes that I discovered in the weekly uh, DPS uh, p- report was, and you and I have talked about the ambulance fleet for EMS, okay? But do I mm-hmm. read this right? Eight trucks, eight EMS ambulances in production, eight more coming, and Chief Torcell was working on securing three additional. That would be 19 new ambulances. Is that accurate? That is accurate. We are, you know, I guess that's my other frustration. You know, EMS is getting dinged on by some disgruntled employees, current disgruntled employees, former disgruntled employees, and uh, for whatever reason, some people are being willing to be used as a pawn. But look where we were three years ago. Look where we were four years ago. And look where we are today, from staffing levels to all the stuff that's been going on. And, again, it's, it's some of the things that happen that, that, that get out there, uh, they're a distraction. Look at EMS today. Is it perfect? No, it's not perfect. But compared to where we were, look where we are today. We're fully staffed, and we have ambulance that's coming. Uh, you know, I'd love to be able to go to the lot, pick one up, and bring it back, but we can't do that. It takes some time to get them here. But the board has been very supportive of EMS, and we're putting money into EMS. Uh, we got the core program going; that's very successful. 
Oh know, yeah, how, how many? More plate sorry, I don't the, mean to interrupt, but you, the road. how many? How many people have come through Core so far? I'm glad you you brought that up. Do you know? Do you have a like a? I want to say, uh, the last number I think I heard was ten to twelve. I think something of that, of that nature. Okay, and for people who don't um, know, this is the voluntary program to get uh, treatment through uh, drug therapy to avoid the desire to use or the ability to enjoy the use of opioids. When people overdose, you offer it to them, and then it's a county or overseen program. So ten or twelve. Okay, great. And by, I'm sorry, I kind of interrupted you. You were saying more about EMS. Go ahead. No, no, I, no I just think we're, I think we're in a much better place than we were, uh, regardless of, of what folks like to say. You, you know, I. So a part of me wants to believe that, and yet when I look at the the hold calls report, it's still like holding call. Not all the time. There are days when we go no held calls, but it seems like it's still this persistent problem. And I, I know, you know, in the past, you and I have talked a lot about you know staffing shortages or you know COVID calls or frivolous calls. Um, where's the next point of attack on this problem from your perspective? If we got the trucks coming, which is a great upgrade to a fleet that's only maybe in the what thirties or so, I got to guess ambulances. So that's a major upgrade to the fleet. What's the next point of attack for you on solving the EMS calls being held? Well, one thing we're bringing in more paramedics, more EMTs coming in January, February timeframe. We have, um, you know, we added nine new paramedics, nine new EMTs, uh, in this year's budget, board was supportive. They supported funding that, and they have. And so, we're bringing those on board, and they should come in. Some of them are coming in now. The, the rest of them will come in about Jan- ten more. Ten more coming in around January, February timeframe. So that's part of the strategy. And then, uh, just sitting down with uh, Chief Tercel and Eric, uh, as actually this morning about 9 a.m and talking other strategies. So we'll oh, see where we want great. to land with that. But but, uh, but we're working on it. I, well, mean, I, I look forward to hearing about that next <laughs> yeah. week. I mean, that's I, I w- I'm very curious to see what you guys come up with. Uh, Wes, I'm going to tell you what I think I know about the pier, and then you tell me what I don't understand or maybe add you know your, your comments to it. Uh, the way I understood it is uh, it's been damaged from Sally. It's needing to have massive repairs. FEMA dragged their feet. We finally got FEMA funding set up. We put out for bid. Uh, they were going to try to have the work done during the shoulder season entirely so as to avoid in- impacting the fish, uh, the fishing. That bid came back at $8 million, way too high. We reconfigured the bid. Now it's back around $4 million, and that's why some of the delay has taken place in getting the thing started. But we're still hoping to get it going and ended by May to have minimal impact on uh, the kids and the fishermen. Do I have that about right? That is exactly right. Yay! <laughs> so, but how optimistic are you? Or tell me, I mean, because we can't have the pier out during fishing season, right? So things never quite go the way we're expecting. Should we realistically expect it to be open in May? I'm going to say yes, Andrew. I, I think I think the uh, emphasis that we're going to put on the contractors is short. It really is kind of an abbreviated time frame, so I get that. But uh, you know we're going to drive. We're going to drive the work. Drive the contractor. We're going to be out there with our construction engineering inspection every day, and we're going to make sure that, that we do everything we can possibly do uh, to make sure we hit that deadline. Now there are things that are out of our control. You know we run into a week of rain. That's that's usually not good for us. But we're going to plan. We're going to plan to be open in May. And um, you know I was telling somebody this week we were talking about that. I said. You know, the thing is, there really is no shoulder season out there anymore. Yeah, that's it's true. Like, yeah, I mean, you know, you get a 
it's cold this week, but it's you know next week. I don't know what the weather's going to be, but if it hits seventy, you'll probably get twenty thousand cars on the beach. Right, and it if, is. Yeah, if, and if you're walking on the pier, you're not the only one walking on the pier, and there's people fishing on it. I mean, that just is right. So mm-hmm. there, there's yeah. no, there's no real downtime anymore. Um, speaking of that, just a small note, but I thought it was interesting. The Pensacola Rotary is going to put some of these rescue tubes out on Pensacola Beach. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Uh, Dave Greenwood, I think, has been coordinating with some of that, and they they rode the beach the other day and picked out some locations. And uh, so, so yeah, they'll be going in, and I think his you know his take is, hey, if uh, you know somebody's going to go in and try to try to help somebody or rescue somebody, at least they could take a flotation device with them. And so that's what we're going to be doing. And those are the ones that have already been put in out in Perdido, and so you know, seeing how that developed, which you know, good is better than not having anything at all. I'd appreciate that. Also, there was, a, I guess, a fire on the Southwest Greenway, the boardwalk area over there on the west side. That it's now is it all closed, partially closed? How long is that going to take to repair? I, I'm not sure of the time frame on the repair. Yeah, somebody, I don't know. If somebody set a fire trying to stay warm or what? But there's a section of the walkway that that was burned, and so there's a gap in it. Um, I'm not sure on the time frame to get repaired. I know Michael Rhodes is aware of it, and he's putting it in his work plan, but I don't know the exact time frame for it. And, and is is it just partially closed in that zone, or is it like the whole thing is closed? I, I wasn't clear from the the press release. No, the whole thing is not closed. Yeah, okay. The whole thing is not closed. But when you get to that point, uh, you either turn around and go back. Oh, way okay. You so you just you, you just can't get there from here is all that means right now. Okay. Right. Right. Uh, and then the last thing I want to ask you about is the um, uh, Empty the Shelters initiative, which starts tomorrow, right, at the uh, shelter, at the Animal Shelter? Yeah, yeah, they, it does. Uh, it does. John Robinson is, man, I tell you, he's, he's one of the best. He's the best of the best. He's very creative. Uh, he gets a lot of these initiatives. He gets involved in a lot of these initiatives uh, as far as trying to empty the shelters, keep the shelters, manage, keep the shelter manageable with the number of animals that we have over there. And so, yeah, he's he's involved in that, and you'll, you'll probably see some more press release about that. Very good. My understanding is basically other than puppies, you can get animals for free, uh, at least for the first couple of weeks of December. Mm-hmm. So, But as always, the note is uh, don't think that a puppy is a Christmas gift unless the person you're giving it to really, 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 really <laughs> wants it and is understanding the cost involved and the difficulty involved in raising an animal. West- the cost and the difficulty and the responsibility, absolutely. We don't want to have return visits from that same uh, puppy coming back or that same dog coming back. Uh, Wes Moreno, the Scambia County Administrator, as always, Wes, thanks so much for the time. We'll look forward to talking to you next week, sir. Thank you. All right. Thank you now. Uh, it was 548 News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. If you are uh, working on a home improvement project, Pensacola Hardware. I mean, seriously, if you've never been there, just go. I mean, I, I almost shudder to think that there are people who've been living in Pensacola for perhaps years. I mean, and you've not been to Pensacola Hardware. It's an institution. It's a it's a history lesson. It's the oldest business in the entire state of Florida, for goodness sakes. Go there just for that reason. But when you're there looking around at all the hardware and thinking, man, they got some amazing stuff, then that's what you'll find. Realize that the front, my quarter or so of the store, is all housewares and gifts. And since this is the Christmas shopping season, especially now it's you know December 1st, it's official, um, go there and look for gifts for yourself, for that hard-to-buy-for loved one, family member, friend, whatever, um, because you'll find you know gumbo pots and cookware and grills and knives and 
all kinds of Yeti merchandise. Like, you've never seen this much Yeti stuff in one place before. SEC merchandise, same thing. And you will find it's a great place to buy gifts for people. So whether you're going for the hardware or for the advice, which is fantastic, or going to buy gifts for somebody else, Pensacola Hardware, where people have been building, rebuilding, and remodeling Pensacola since 1851. A lot of love goes into a Subaru, and thanks to the 2023 Subaru Share the Love event, a lot of love comes out, too. Right now, when you purchase or lease a new Subaru, Subaru will donate $250 to your choice of four nationally recognized charities, the ASPCA, Make-A-Wish, Meals on Wheels, or the National Park Foundation. Or choose our local charity, the Pensacola Breast Cancer Association, and Anderson Subaru will donate an extra $150 to Subaru's donation. And for every routine Subaru vehicle service visit, Anderson Subaru will donate $5 more to the Pensacola Breast Cancer Association. So far, we've donated over $140,000 to help fight breast cancer in Pensacola. Be a part of something bigger at the Subaru Share the Love event, November 16th through January 2nd. Anderson Subaru, Highway 29, just north of Car City, Pensacola, online at Anderson Subaru.com. Anderson's got a Subaru for you. $250 donation for new purchase or lease. Promotion ends January 2nd. See retailer or AndersonSubaru.com slash share for details. Fall is a great time of the year for gardening, whether it's fertilizing the lawn, pruning, planting shrubs, and of course, winter vegetables. This is Mike Quiggins. If you've got fall gardening questions, we've got the answers on the News Radio Garden Line every Tuesday morning at 9 on the Pensacola Expert Panel. And if you miss us on Tuesday, then catch the Encore Edition every Saturday morning at 9. Presented by Pensacola Hardware, Blue Sky Landscaping, Barnes Feed Store, and Lucky's Pine Straw. As a business owner, you have a lot on your plate, from managing staff, growing your business, training new hires, and more. With so much going on, you need Avalon. As an IRS-certified PEO, Avalon HR can help from running your payrolls, remitting state and federal taxes, helping with COVID employee retention credits, workers' compensation insurance, employee benefits, and their HR expertise. Avalon HR lets you focus on your core business while we handle the rest. Avalon HR, employing made easy. Serving overseas was just the beginning. We might be home from war, but our mission continues in communities all across the country. It's why we're out there in times of peace and crisis, providing meals to the hungry and supplies to the sick. It's why we're giving strength to those who are too weak and bringing resources to those without them. Service doesn't stop when we're done serving. It's what makes us the VFW. Learn more at vfw.org. Hey, Escambia. Today, ECUA is talking trash. Specifically, bulk waste. July 1st, 2023, bulk service changed to call for pickup. Schedule a pickup by calling the ECUA Customer Service Department anytime before 2 p.m. on the day prior to your normal pickup day. Bulk pickup is still included at no additional charge. Schedule a free bulk waste or special pickup or construction debris for an additional fee. Call customer service at 850-476-0480. More information at ecua.fl.gov. Know what to throw, 850 850- Hi, I'm Steve Taylor, and I usually hang out in the newsroom at News Radio 92.3. I'd like to wish everybody a happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, and a happy New Year. The Barden Bellows went deep into the archive for that song, John. I remember singing it with my own acapella group. And what group was that, Gail? The Minstrel Cycles Tour. Well, that's an unfortunate name.
play a little bit. Every once in a while, you just got to have the music. You know what I mean? 554 on News Radio 92.3, informative, local, dependable. I'm Andrew McKay. It's Pensacola Morning News. David Wayne is in the newsroom this morning with our headlines. David? The head of Florida's Republican Party is being accused of rape. The alleged victim filed a complaint last month against Florida GOP Chairman Christian Ziegler, claiming the incident happened at the victim's home in Sarasota. So far, no charges have been announced. Ziegler's lawyer says he is innocent. Uh, A new rule from the EPA would require utilities to replace lead drinking water pipes within 10 years. The new lead and copper proposal would require utilities to replace the, uh, the pipes regardless of lead levels registered in water samples. The EPA is aiming to have a uh, final version of that rule proposal by next fall. And uh, Congress is uh, ne- still debating whether to expel New York Republican George Santos. The House is expected to vote on that today. That would be the uh, third vote so far. Yeah, it's kind of interesting because, you know, <laughs> I think uh, George Santos has been getting more airtime in the last week uh, from all kinds of sources than he has gotten in, uh, well, the whole time that I have been you know, watching him be in his very strange drag show of a congressional <laughs> office holding. But uh, he actually, this is what he was saying yesterday. Now, if the House wants to start different precedent and expel me, that is going to be the undoing of a lot of members of this body because this will haunt them in the future where mere allegations are sufficient to have members removed from office when duly elected by their people in their respective states and districts. As a point of logic, you can't really argue with that. No, he's, yeah, I mean, he's got a point you there. Can, yeah. Yeah, you, you can argue with everything else he has done, all kinds of crazy, Allegedly. horrible, well, <laughs> there's a lot he's actually done. He hasn't been convicted of a crime right, yet, but... Yeah. Uh, well, we know we, we know what he has done, uh, and you know all of the cross dressing and the lying and the you know why the sweater vest nobody knows, and, uh, <laughs> but you know whatever. Okay, he's not making me want to wear one or anything, um, and he's certainly a very flamboyant character, no doubt. Okay, but you know maybe that just makes him a good fit in Congress. Meanwhile, Matt Gage basically said the same thing. I rise not to defend George Santos, whoever he is, <laughs> but to defend the very precedent that my colleagues are willing to shatter. Mr. Santos hasn't been convicted of anything, but we haven't even moved to expel the people who have. Mr. Bowman pled guilty to a misdemeanor for his little fire alarm stunt weeks ago. So like, while the ethics committee is marching to throw George Santos out of Congress, they take no action as to someone who actually pled guilty to a crime? So, yeah, the consistency argument is a reasonable one. I I would say it this way. There are things you could expel somebody from Congress for that don't rise to a crime. But if the thing you're going to expel somebody for is because of alleged criminal behavior, Mm -hmm. then you ought to wait for the conviction before you expel them. I mean, those seem like fairly reasonable guidelines, right? You could... You, I can certainly imagine things you might expel somebody from Congress over that aren't actual crimes. I don't love that precedent, but I think that's true. There are certainly crimes you would expel them for, but they ought to have been convicted of those crimes. That that also seems reasonable. I mean, I suppose there might be... Uh, I suppose there might be a, a space for somebody is acquitted but they were acquitted on such a technical reason that, yes, we have a society that doesn't put you in jail, but we know you actually did it, and therefore we might expel you. I could see some room in there as well, so maybe three sort of ways. But, you know, 
that's not quite we're not there yet right if that were going to be your case so um would i vote to expel george santos at this time uh no i don't think so i don't think i would yet Four three seven sixteen twenty. meanwhile did you see the story about Rand paul Rand paul saved joni ernst's life yesterday what the senators were in a luncheon and they were eating and she started choking on her food Luckily, Rand Paul, Dr. Rand Paul, was there to give her the Heimlich maneuver and saved her life. Wow. That that's pre- a crazy story. But that's not even the crazy part. Like, that's just the, the warm-up. Chuck Grassley, noted presence on Twitter, Chuck Grassley, at <laughs> Chuck Grassley had tweeted earlier in the, like, luncheon, had tweeted a picture of the plates uh, at the lunch full of food and a close-up of one of the servings, and literally said, yum, an Iowa chop, because he's from Iowa, an Iowa chop from Senator Ernst and the Iowa Cattlemen's Association for lunch. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Okay. Mm. All right. Um, Anyway. (laughs) Wait, was this? No, that's something different. I I, I read it as saying more than that, but yeah, and which is kind of a weird, like, hmm, okay, but at least she's okay. Everybody's happy. All good. You're listening to... News Radio 92.3, WNRP Golf Breeze, Milton, Pensacola.